0: It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Oh yeah, today is my birthday. I'm so excited that you're listening to this episode today because it is a privilege to be aging and I knew I had to bring in a very special guest for today's episode. And yeah, but before I do that, I just want to share that I'm so grateful for another year. I'm so grateful for never stop gaining wisdom in my life and always be learning and becoming the best version of myself and this year I've invested in a new kind of coach, a coach that allows me to go deeper into my blueprint, into my human design and my own energy. I've really tapped into that energy field and reconnected with my ancestors and the angels and my spirit team and it's all thanks to her. Her name is Megan and she's amazing and I've never felt more understood and guided and supported and this journey is not easy and it's all about getting that support and unlearning all the conditioning that are keeping you stuck so you can move forward in alignment and yeah it's with great honor that Megan is today's guest on the show to honor my birthday. She's an amazing spiritual business coach, money mentor, human design guide, and she's really heart centered in finding and helping you find your alignment with your purpose and your passion. And in today's episode, we're talking about coming out of the spiritual closet because we're all spiritual in some type of level. And her journey of coming out and really owning her spiritual gifts and being a manifesting generator and generators, and what it means with her sacral and riding her emotional wave and being energetic alignment. And what's the difference between identity work versus energy work. So we're gonna dive deep into those juicy topics. I know you're gonna love it. So buckle up, you're in for a ride. Let's do this. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna-Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I'm here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Megan. Hey,
1: girl. Hey. (laughs) How are you? I'm amazing. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Like, I cannot wait to dive in.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. So feel free to take us on and share with us who you are, what you do, and what got you into what it is that you do.
1: Yes. So my name is Megan, obviously. (laughs) Um, I am, I call myself, I know we've talked about this before. Like, what do we (laughs) call ourselves? I call, I basically at this point just call myself a business wealth and human design mentor and mystic.
0: Um, Mm.
1: I help heart centered women who want to use their passions and their soul work and gifts to really turn that into a profitable business that's also super aligned with their energetics and their human design in order to build wealth and create their dream uh, lifestyle through their business and Mm. um, also make an impact and uh, feel really fulfilled with their work and daily life at the same time. And I got into that through wanting to basically create the same thing for myself Mm. Um, and knowing that I also wanted to help people kind of do that same thing. And so it's kind of, it started out as just being like a, Business mindset and manifestation coach. And then it just, the deeper I evolved into my purpose, it turned into what it is Mm. now.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so good. And like, did you know you were always like spiritual? Like, how did you grow your gifts and your soul purpose?
1: Yeah. So, not like, okay, I was always a very like intuitive kid and all like also a very like imaginative kid. Like, I'm a Pisces rising. So, very Mm -hmm. much like, I mean, you're a Pisces son, so you get the vibes, <laughs> like, very much, like, daydreaming, like, intuitive, like, kind of, like, living in your own reality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up in a very conservative Christian household, and so, like, exposure to the more spiritual side of things wasn't a thing. Um, but I was mm-hmm. always, like, drawn towards those things naturally. Like, I remember, like, any magazine I could get my hands on as a kid, I would be like reading the horoscopes. (laughs) (laughs) Obsessed with that type of stuff. Um, and then in college, I don't even remember like what exactly was kind of like my gateway. I guess maybe like yoga was my gateway a little bit and some like college classes that kind of opened me up to like Mm -hmm. other um like ways of just looking at spirituality other than just like one set organized religion and um it kind of just took off from there. I started diving into like chakras first. That was kind of like my first thing into spirituality. And then I started reading tarot and found out that I was naturally really good at that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of evolved from there. Definitely like a bumpy road. (laughs) (laughs) Going down the spiritual closet. And then like, I think that's something that is definitely – something most people I think experience like it's not like this easy oh like here are my spiritual gifts and then you're just like it's smooth sailing from there I think like my business has pulled that out of me um because I feel like when you own a business especially when you own a business where you prioritize it being very aligned with yourself you Mm -hmm. can't ignore those spiritual gifts and it's hard to keep them kind of under wraps. And so my business has kind of forced me to not Mm -hmm. only share them, but uh, pay attention to them and evolve them. Um, So I think my business was really a catalyst for me really accepting that and diving into it and growing it and nurturing it.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like, what would you say to someone who's like, in the spiritual closet right now like they know they have those gifts but they're just like ah they feel that resistance to like sharing it with the world
1: rip the band-aid off (laughs) (laughs) like seriously though like I so I remember when I first like because I felt like for me when I started out and I would call myself like a business mindset manifestation coach like I was kind of talking about like still manifestation stuff but very much like It wasn't – it didn't get to, like, the woo-woo part of things yet. Mm. It was kind of like, oh, this girl just believes in, like, positive thinking and mindset and stuff like that. Um, And then I decided one day I was just going to, like, start sharing some of the things that I do in my own spiritual practice. And I remember, like, the way I kind of, like, came out of the spiritual closet, I guess, was posting, like, one of my tarot cards on my Instagram stories. And my mom, like, flipped out. (laughs) But it's like, and I like mm-hmm. didn't for the end of it for like a year, and eventually my mom kind of like gave up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you it really is like ripping the band aid off, and like, I've definitely, like, even still, like, I've gone through, um, like, as I kind of like, I guess, share more of mm-hmm. my spiritual gifts, I've gone through situations where other people haven't understood it still and use their judgment or lack of understanding or lack Mm. of their truth to Mm -hmm. uh try and dim my own light and that's something that comes with the territory and yes it does suck but at the end of the day like your spiritual gifts and your purpose of using them are much more powerful than people who have anything negative to say and anyone who says anything negative about it is a reflection of themselves and their lack of truth not an actual reflection of you and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong
0: amen this is so true (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we're talking about this because yeah it's not about you it's about them it doesn't mean anything about you like you do you, you know what exactly. I mean?
1: <laughs> exactly. Like and, like at the end of the day, especially like if you own a business, my whole thing is those people are not paying my bills.
0: Like yeah. those are not
1: my clients. And so at the end of the day, like I'm going to take my spiritual gifts to the bank and they can start like, doing whatever they're doing.
0: <laughs> yes, queen, you do it. <laughs> awesome. So Megan is really amazing. Like, I'm in her mastermind. My mind is blown every day. Like, I'm growing closer and closer to my human design. And like, one thing that I've learned so far is to follow my sacral. So can you explain what that means and why it's so important?
1: Yes. So you're a manifesting generator. Yes. So any other mani-gens listening to this, or if you're a generator too, I'm also a generator. Um, what makes us a generator type, since you're also technically a subtype of a generator, mm-hmm. is we have a defined sacral, which there is mm-hmm. in your human design chart, there's nine energy centers. Each energy center governs uh, specific energetic themes. And so whatever centers you have defined, it's that's the consistent energy that you have. So the sacral center deals with life force energy, basically the energy to create and sustainable energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having it defined as a generator or manifesting generator means that you have consistent access to that life force, sustainable, creative energy that generates itself. Mm-hmm. Um and this defined sacral for generators and manifesting generators is really the powerhouse of your chart because that's what basically determines your energy type. It's mm-hmm. where your strategy comes from because your strategy is to respond. And what you're responding to is your sacral is responding to everything outside of you to guide you in alignment with what is or isn't in alignment um, mm. for you to act on or do or decide on or whatever. Um And so following your sacral is basically like one, obviously using your strategy, um, Mm -hmm. which we're using our strategy all the time. Like I know sometimes depending on where you look up your human design chart, if you are a generator or manifesting generator, some uh, platforms will say wait to respond, Mm -hmm. um, which sounds very passive. But the truth is we're our sacral is always responding because your aura um, is enveloping or magnetic, meaning it's always drawing in everything to you for your sacral mm-hmm. to respond to. And basically you like mutate what you draw in to like spit back out something different. So it's kind of like you take things in and then create on your own or like put your own spin on it and then you mm-hmm. like spit it back out into the universe is like something different. And so mm. when we say like follow your sacral, it's paying attention like in your gut and in your body what your sacral is responding to with everything in front of you and following the things that feel good that feel satisfying that light you up that are bringing joy that um it's kind of like that you see something like if you see a good like a tv commercial for like something like good food or something and you kind of get that reaction of like ooh that looks good or like if you go to like the bakery and you look at the window and that one thing catches your eye and it kind of makes you like be like ooh I want that like that's the one that looks really Mm. good like that's kind of like you want to follow that but for everything in your life. You want to follow that response because that Mm. is what number one is going to give you the most satisfaction, which at the end of the day is what people who have a defined sacral want is just satisfaction. Mm. Um, It's two going to make your energy more magnetic because the only way you can sustain that sustainable energy and generate your own energy as a defined sacral is to, do the things that light you up because then that just fuels your energy and makes you more magnetic which makes it easier for you to draw in more things that are going to satisfy you and manifest easier ultimately um and two Mm -hmm. it leads you towards what is going to be in the the highest level of alignment for you on your path of least resistance
0: hmm yeah so would you say we are meant to feel good and feel joy all the time or is there a place for duality in human design
1: I mean there's a place for duality in everything in life because that's mm-hmm. just a, a universal experience and a human experience mm-hmm. um and there's definitely like different parts of your chart too can influence that mm. so for example like you and me are both emotional Yes. Emotionals with defined sacral, so we still experience our emotional waves. So, like for example, this past week, I've kind of been in like my low emotional wave. So I've mm-hmm. had emotions come up that are not like joyful, <laughs> feel good emotions. But because I know that that's another part of my human design that influences my experience, I know that it's just a duality of my experience. It's not, oh, I'm doing something wrong or I'm out of alignment. And so. I think it's really understand really important to understand the entirety of your chart and how it might affect things. But ultimately, outside of things like your emotional wave and stuff like that, like we really are meant to feel good, and I feel like we can still find satisfaction. Even Mm -hmm. if you are an emotional generator or manifesting generator, you can still find satisfaction even when you are going through emotions in your lower emotional wave that maybe aren't the best feeling. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, As an emotional and a generator or a manifesting generator, allowing yourself to create space for your emotions when you are in a low point of your emotional wave actually helps you stay in alignment Mm. and helps you generate more energy because as emotionals, if we suppress that, then we're actually draining our energy and we're not in alignment.
0: Girl, I feel so validated right now (laughs) because I've been called so emotional all my life. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I am.
1: Girl, I'm like the drama I'm like queen of being like an emotional drama queen. So. That's basically what I tell all emotionals. Like when your emotional wave crashes, like you are dramatic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. AF, yeah. A-F. yeah. So okay, so I get it. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? How can I learn more about my human design? You got to book a human design reading with Megan because she's a genius.
1: (laughs) And I will give you. So whenever I do podcast episodes where I talk about human design, I give the podcast a 10% off discount link
0: for human design. Amazing. I'll
1: give you that.
0: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So the other thing that I found really interesting is, you know, the energy work versus the identity work because mm-hmm. we talk a lot about like being intentional with your energy going inwards and shifting our thoughts and our beliefs. So how does the identity work comes into the energy work, or is it separate?
1: Um, I say that so- <sighs> they're two different things, but they obviously can go together of course like you could mm. only focus on one and not have the other one and then it would seem separate but ultimately like these two types of work should go together because I think a huge thing that doesn't get talked about enough at least not publicly mm. in the spiritual energetic um, manifestation space online is the importance of identity work and this is why I think a lot of people get stuck in what I call emergency manifestation mode mm. where they build the habit and routines for a period of time in order to get to a certain state of being, manifest a certain outcome, hit a certain milestone. But once they hit it or achieve the thing, then they don't maintain the routines or the action steps or the energetic alignment Mm -hmm. or habits or whatever. And so they get the goal and then you know it could be instantly, it could be a month, it takes like a month for that energy to dwindle down or something. But at some point, they kind of drop the energetic ball, so to speak. Mm. And then it, like they're starting all over from the same place. And so they're constantly going through the cycle of doing these things to try and manifest something. They manifest it and then they like don't continue doing those things. And then all of a sudden things start to go down and then they have to like do the stuff again. And it's because mm-hmm. you're not becoming the type of person who already is the type of person who manifests these things and just has these habits no matter what. Mm. Um, and I think that's the biggest difference. And I used to be stuck in this all the time too. So I <laughs> definitely know it. Um, and so I think that when you really focus on becoming with your identity, the person who, you know, has whatever it is, like, for example, I see this a lot in business, people are operating Uh, from the identity in their business that they're still trying to figure things out and they're still Mm. trying to get consistent clients and they're still trying to make money consistently and there's still something to always work on instead of operating from the identity of I am you know a highly paid highly valued highly in demand CEO Mm. who's running a successful business who you know I'm not saying you need to like have all your shit together but like who has you know who like who holds that energy and like shows up in that energy and not showing up every day as if like she's trying to get to this certain mm. next milestone and she's doing all these things because she needs to get to this next milestone because she still doesn't have consistent clients or she still doesn't have consistent income and all this other stuff and so mm. when you're operating from those old identities that's always going to be the experience or the reality that you think you're in even if it's not really the reality that you're in mm. because we kind of talked about this yesterday mm-hmm. too like sometimes we create problems when we don't have a problem and yeah. that keeps us stuck in old identities and the reason why it's hard for people when they <clears throat> reach certain milestones or manifestations and it's hard for them to maintain it is because they're trying to normalize a higher level reality or timeline but from an old identity where that timeline can't exist Mm. so you need to really like become the person who like your identity is like you know x y and z is normal for me and that's your expectations and that's who you are um in order for those like transformations and manifestations and milestones to, to become permanent and just a normal experience for you.
0: Oh, my God. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true, but I feel it's so challenging to do it as is, well.
1: <laughs> because it takes, like, for per- you really have to be persistent with it. Because yeah. we have, most of us have spent, like, if you're looking at your identity up until now, that means that from when you were born until today, those are the things that have shaped your identity. And so that means that like you have to be persistent every day and molding this new identity for yourself. You can't expect it to be like, you know, it's not like whatever those other man, it's not like the three, six, nine manifestation method where you can just like write it down <laughs> or like, you know, you have to be persistent because your subconscious mind and your ego is not going to just like easily be like, okay, like this is what we're doing now. Like you mm-hmm. have to consistently work at it. And I think that's another thing that I see probably almost any client I work with or anyone I even talk to where it's just like, no, mm-hmm. they're like, no matter what I do, like nothing's working. And I'm like, well, how persistent are you actually being versus you just letting yourself go down the rabbit hole when one negative thought comes up? Mm. It's usually people aren't being persistent enough. And they let their external reality trigger them to backslide into their old identities and habits and thought patterns.
0: Spitting straight facts right (laughs) here, folks.
1: (laughs) Calling everyone out. (laughs) There's someone listening that's like, damn it.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh, my gosh. So what would you say, like, for you, what does it mean to be a powerful leader?
1: I think powerful leadership starts with powerful self-leadership and embodiment. Mm. Because I think your leadership can only be so impactful if you're not also looking at yourself and leading yourself how you would lead other people.
0: Yeah, so you got to walk the (laughs) talk.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I mean, there are people that can definitely like BS their way through Mm -hmm. leadership, but it doesn't it's never going to be as impactful. And I feel like it's there, you're gonna hit like a glass ceiling with it eventually. Mm -hmm. Because at some point in leadership to be like a really great leader and to not have a glass ceiling on your leadership and impact, you have to be self aware. And you have to look at even like maybe where your lack of embodiment and self leadership is stopping you from Mm. growing as a leader and maybe growing your skill set or maybe um, Mm -hmm. seeing things from a different perspective or just the energy you even show up in. Mm -hmm. So at some point, if people want to really grow uh, limitlessly in their leadership and really be like a powerful leader, It takes a lot of, like, self-awareness, which also takes a lot of, like, humility. And, like, there's no room for your ego or pride in leadership. Or at least powerful, good, heart-centered leadership.
0: Oh, yes. So true. So good. I love it so much. So do you have, you know, any last piece of wisdom? Anything you truly wanted to share with our audience today?
1: I think... I think I'll share what I shared on my stories yesterday, which was a piece of like channeled business advice that I think completely goes against all the rules. (laughs) Also very (laughs) freeing because it means you can just do whatever, which is there are no rules Mm -hmm. and nothing is permanent. Nothing lasts forever, not even in business. So Mm -hmm. just do what you feel called to do in the moment and go with it, kind of like following the sacral and things will unfold in a much more magical way than trying to follow rules and trying to follow whatever five step plan you've created yourself, <laughs> or five year plan that you've created for yourself in business.
0: Yes. We're not meant to be fitted into boxes anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope amazing so where can people go to connect with you follow you learn more about you your services your readings let us know
1: yeah so all of my stuff all my good stuff is on my instagram at meganson i have so much content on there just like free stuff um and my link in bio has the links to all of my different offers uh where you can check out my readings um my master classes my mastermind coaching whatever i also have a free uh challenge on there for you to actually become your higher self through your daily habits it's called thrive 35 Mm. and a free daily manifestation eft tapping on there as well if you want to get into some freebies
0: yes go follow megan she is amazing she'll rock your world thank (laughs) you so much for being here today
1: yeah thank you for having me